Welcome to the Fringe Following. Today is September 20th, 2020. Welcome to our broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today we'll be discussing the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and what's about to happen next. Hi, Michelle. How are you? Oh, Ronnie, I'm I'm okay. I'm, I'm kind of sad. I, I, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed on and um, she was a monumental figure in history. She was the number two Supreme Court justice that um, was a woman that was appointed. So that's that's really good. And uh, she's been on the Supreme Court justice for a very long time. And you know, while it is sad that it is it, that she's passing, I am also just I'm incredibly sad at, at how the liberals have been taking this and how extreme they are making this and saying that President Trump can't appoint her replacement. They're threatening violence and chaos and riots, which, you know, to me pretty much is what they've been threatening and doing all along for several months. I I guess they can amp it up. I don't know how, but I, I guess, you know, that's what they're planning to do. And it just... It makes me sick. It it, it really does, and it, it makes me really sad because it it just shows how great the divide is. Um, you know, it is in Trump's political right to appoint a Supreme Court justice in election year. It's been done several times before, and we're going to talk about all this when we discuss it. But it just. It just really has me sad. I, I I think one video really resonates with me with how extreme they're being over this. I mean, and I'll just talk from my own experience before we play the video. So many different posts that I've seen um, from liberals about, oh, my God, this is the worst day. How how much worse can it get? And this is so awful. And I'm, I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me you know she had pancreatic cancer we knew she was on her way out and you know it just seemed absolutely ridiculous but why don't you go ahead and cue up that video ronnie of what i was talking about if you could please yeah hold on just to uh you know just to kind of drive it home this is a a good example of how some liberals i'm not gonna say all liberals but some liberals respond. So hold on a sec. me encapsulates the extreme <laughs> left. <laughs> this and, is all yeah. over Twitter. Uh, all over. And the responses are hilarious. They're, you know, people that are on the right or libertarians, we're all laughing. We're laughing because they get so dramatic. You know, we get dramatic too, okay? We do. We get dramatic we about our rights and our freedom of speech and stuff. But um but about yeah, I'm not going to record a video of me screaming <laughs> about 
Well, they might if if Biden wins. That might happen. <laughs> that might, there might be a podcast of me screaming the whole time. But I don't know. I'm moving to the mountains if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm joining you. I'll, I'm going to live the RV lifestyle I always wanted. Yeah, but, exactly. Oh, my God. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, you just lose your shit and you post it. And everyone thinks that that's cool. I And who posted it? Not too right or the, the silent majority. Or I forget who posted that. And I don't know if it was from a left or right person that posted it. I was like, oh, my God. And we'll have that link up as we'll have all of our sources up on our Facebook page at French Following on Facebook. Um, but just are you kidding me? And then there was, of course, a bunch of people gathering at the memorials in, in Washington, D.C., and there was talks of storming uh, the, the White House. But I, I, that was even, I think, before she died. And then I also saw that someone sent some rice into President Trump the next day. And I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was related to this. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. But Well, I think oh he gets God. multiple death threats a day. So this isn't Probably, no, you know this is nothing new. This is this is just a piece of information that got out. Um, yes, but I think this has happened quite a bit. Yeah, um, right. yeah. So all over all over Twitter, when when the news dropped that she passed away, um, somebody had brought up you know multiple tweets that a lot of them were saying this is war, this is war, this is war. Well, war on what though, you know? And um, <laughs> on the democratic yeah, process, on our constitution, yeah, right? On you know it. exactly. And um, there's this guy named Reza Reza Aslan, and I'm not—I don't really know a whole lot about him. Now, I'll, he just has a blue check mark, and he's supposed to be some kind of figure. Um, he's uh, he's a writer, okay, and um, I believe he has Iranian roots or or some such thing. Anyway, he's, he's a member of the Iran's lobby group. Um, that's, that's all I know about him. Well, the reason I bring him up is because on Twitter, he was saying, if they even try to replace RBG, we burn the entire fucking thing down. Yes. I have that article too. And we'll be posting that. Yes. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. Over our dead bodies, literally. Okay. Um, I'm game with that. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, I guess that would be considered hate speech, but you're hating me, you know? Oh my God. God, it's just so, okay, let's see, not a threat, but if they do, they should consider living the rest of their lives in armor-protected cars and homes. This is from a tweet from Justice for You Reserved. Forget going out to dinner or anything else, plan on living in a bunker the rest of your days. Really? Really, because the president was going to appoint someone that legally he can and he probably needs to to keep justice rolling and, and not wait for a new president to come in. And they're they're basing this all on the fact that they think Trump's going to lose in November, of course, too, because if yeah. he wasn't, why would anyone give a shit? Right. right. So, um, oh, yeah. Bo Will- Willimon, whoever the, he is, we're shutting this country down if Trump and McConnell try to ram through an appointment before election. Really? The country is already fucking shut down. <laughs> what more can you do? You already shut it down over masks and COVID and all of that. So what more can you possibly do than what you've already done to us Democrats? I, I just, I'm just blown away by that. The, yeah. Know. See, I think you have several things going on here. And mm. uh, so if you're, if you're uh, just a, you know, say, um, a female, like the woman screaming, right. Right. Um, I don't know what her views are. I can only guess. 
I can I even guess what her names are. <laughs> right. But, you know, this this is just some woman, this girl, who's right. upset. And she's upset probably because she thinks Trump's misogynistic. And and then mm. who, if we have a lot of conservatives, you know, um, in the Supreme Court judge you know, seats that that's going to fringe upon abortion rights and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I think this is what a lot of the left is scared of. Um, I really don't see that being taken away. However, I don't, I mean, I have to say, I know a little bit about what, where Ginsburg was in her beliefs and her policies and things, but um, now they, they, they had that late term abortion um, issue, you know? So, if, you know, that's a very delicate topic for probably another time. Um, but the, the, the thing is, it's just your kind of average Democrat who's for women's rights and, and mm-hmm. um, LGBTQ issues, you know, they're scared. Um, I really don't think they understand Trump very well. I don't think they have a very good grip on what he's really about and his policies. You know, I don't think he's going to start ripping out women's rights and LBGDQ rights, you know, they're fearful. Oh my God. Like, yeah. like if he was going to do that, he would have showed his hand in the first place. He would have already. And, yeah. And and 45% of gay men, 45% of gay men yeah. have said in a survey that they were voting for Trump. Yeah. But your average, you know, mm-hmm. Democrat, you know, they're scared. Okay. Just like we're scared of, of Biden getting in and we become like China. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but Biden can't even talk a, co- a coherent sentence. Right. I think our fear is a little bit more justified, but of course they would tear down Trump and his orange yeah. hair and all of that. So, so yeah. but as far as like, say, you know, Obama is concerned and he was recently, you know, he's right here at Breitbart News, former President Barack Obama inserted himself Friday night in the mm-hmm. political fight over the Supreme Court, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's replacement. So now you've got the left saying, no, he has to wait until after the election. Like, what, what are you, are you out of your mind? So here we have, you know, Obama still trying to, um, you know, maintain his shadow presidency. He's still trying to pull the strings, you know. And I think what's happening here with all the investigations that are going on, I think they're, they're terrified. They're terrified to have one more person in the uh, Supreme Court, you know, seat. Um, it's just, it's almost like if you can imagine a lot of the, uh, Democrats and, you know, and I'm talking like FBI agents and, you know, you've got Comey and you have Christopher Ray might be on his way out here soon. Um, basically the wagons are circling around them and it's not looking very good for any of them. Mm-mm. There's yeah. a lot of investigations going on right now. So that's just one more thing, you know, that's one more thing that they have to be concerned with. Yes, yes, very much so. I agree. And um, first off, I'm I'm looking at the list just to, uh, to, of the United States Supreme Court justices, which I will post on our Facebook page. But I'm looking at the lineup. Okay, so right now, normally there's nine. So, you know, if there's a 5-4, you know, split. I mean, you know, when you get to 4-4, four, four, it's a bad thing because then that's a tie. But then it would be 5-4. Um, you know, if Ruth was still alive, which unfortunately she is not. So we have um, we have one, two, three. Well, let's see. We have one uh, justice appointed by George H.W. Bush, and then we have two appointed by George W. Bush. 
We have one by Bill Clinton, two by Barack Obama, and two by Donald John, J. Trump. So if they're worried about a split, and I don't know where these justices lean, I would assume if they're appointed by a Republican president, they're probably leaning to the right. And if they were yeah. appointed by a uh, dem- Democratic president, they're leaning to the left. But already, if they're so worried about losing her, we're already, or the Republicans are already the majority. One, two, three, four, five. They already have five justices that are conservative. If if that's I think that true. the terms are way too long. I mean, Ginsburg was put in, in I believe, in 1993 by Bill Clinton, and um, that's a long time. Well, it's for life, and I remember, or until they stepped down, one of the two, but I remember, you know, when I learned U.S. history, this is so that they are, are not swayed by the vote, you know, that they mm-hmm. can feel okay. secure with their term and not base it off of, well, if I do this, then next year, you know, I, I might get voted yeah, out of office or lose my appointment or whatever that yeah, that makes like. sense. And but I, I remember, though, there was there was complaints about that, though, you know. Only when it's one side that's getting favored more than the other. <laughs> yeah, the lar- longest one that served is Clarence Thomas. And I remember his appointment very well. He, he's served 28 years and 10 months um, because there was a lot, lot of things surrounding his appointment. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg was actually 27 years. So she actually had the most time um, underneath Clarence Thomas. Um, I Trump has said, as of today, um, he has said that he is planning on replacing her. And that is also what's, you know, getting with a woman. With a woman, yeah. And it has to be confirmed by the Senate, if we remember our our constitution. Um, we it has to be approved by the Senate. And right now we are a Republican-led Senate. So um but it would only take, I think, four votes from them to go to the other side to block the appointment. And some of them are actually getting swayed. A few of them have spoken up. Forgive me, I do not have their names. They were both female, but they were senators saying that they were not that Republican senators that said they that they were not going to support filling her spot before the election. Now, whether they actually follow through on that, I mean, there's tons of things that happen behind closed doors that we will never see bargaining and, you know, being pressured to stand by your party or we're not going to do this, this and this for you. So who knows what's actually going to happen, but there is a chance it it could be blocked. Um, The New York Times goes through um, a long article about the six people that could possibly, that a Republican that could possibly go the other way with the appointment. So, um, of course, their New York Times is hoping that they they don't, you know, that they do block it. But one of the one of the things is, and going back to why Supreme Court justices don't have the luxury, they don't have to worry about the vote, these people are in predominantly Democratic areas, and they're worried that if they don't block this appointment, that they're going to lose their votes because their seats are up in November. So that's kind of, because at first I was kind of surprised that there would even be any Republicans opposed to this, but they're worried that if they do, that they could end up losing in in their areas. So 
<laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. It says, here is the article, New York Times, in the Supreme Court, court battle to come, here are the senators to watch. One is Susie Collins of Maine. She is the lone New England Republican rema- remaining in Congress. So the only one left in Congress and one of her party's most politically endangered me- members. And she has been a pivotal swing vote in filling vacancies on the Supreme Court. So all eyes are on her. She is one of the two Republican senators who support abortion rights and has said that she would not vote to confirm a nominee who would strike down the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade case. So she, depending on who Trump nominates, she could end up really um, digging in her heels. So we might, you know, she could be a possibility. Um, there are some others. They mentioned Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. I won't read the whole article. Mitt Romney of Utah. And I bet you we can guess what he's going to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> he hates Trump. Mm-hmm. Charles E. Grassley of oh, Iowa. And where's the rest of them? Oh, I guess it's only four senators to watch. Okay. So Republicans hold a 53 to 47 majority in the Senate, meaning they can only lose three votes. And then that would be a tie that Vice President Mike Pence would break. So if they lose three votes, it would be a tie if three Republicans vote against the appointment. But um, if four do, then we lose the appointment and the Democrats win in this. So they listed the four that are most watched, not six. I misspoke. But with that said, you know, all the arguments that I'm hearing that he, he can't do it, he can't do it. Here, here's another good reason why he needs to do it is that if there is upset on Election Day, back when there was Bush versus Gore 20 years ago, there was election hung in the balance of the Mm -hmm. Supreme Court. So our nation is at risk of a constitutional crisis without nine justices on the bench. So if there's a 4-4 split, if this becomes a Biden versus Trump, and we know that's everything the Democrats want to do is make sure that that happens, um, we could again have a 4-4 split, and that would not be a good thing. The election will hang in the balance, and I think, yeah, it if we had a 4-4 court, it could have dragged on for weeks and months. So it would just prolong um, the whole situation. If um, it became like Bush versus Gore, um, we wouldn't know who our president was. And it, it would be a lot of unrest. So oh, yeah. prolong it. So just circling back, it would not be in anyone's best interest to keep it at a 4-4. Not that it would split 4-4 if he lost. I don't know. But if it did, it wouldn't be a good thing. Um, not only that, it's so funny. It's like Obama said he should wait to fill it. And then Obama, there's a clip where he says. A clip right here if you want me to play it. Oh, you want to play it? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hold on. About what is supposed to happen now. When there is a vacancy on the Supreme Court, the President of the United States is to nominate someone. The Senate is to consider that nomination. And either they disapprove of that nominee or that nominee is elevated to the Supreme Court. Historically, 
this has not been viewed as a question. Uh, there's no unwritten law that says that it can only be done on off years. That's not in the constitutional text. So there you have, uh, there you have, uh, you have it right there, you know, but mm-hmm. they're trying to contest it this year. Right, right. And now it's- these clips are being pulled out of everywhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually. Also- uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, also Chuck Schumer was saying that fair is fair and that, you know, we should, um, you know, wait. And then he's also quoted and, you know, he said that now in 2020 and then in 2016, he said, um, attention, GOP Senate has confirmed 17 Scottish justices in presidential electioneers. Do your job. And then not not only that, but it's on here, you know, it was really upsetting to me when President Trump's brother died and everyone was tweeting wrong Trump, you know, and yet when, you know, somebody from their side dies, the whole world has to stop and we have to all be be sad about it. And they, they never even gave him proper grieving for his brother. I mean, he, and, but when they asked him about Bader Ginsburg dying, he didn't know about it. And I'm going to play a clip from him right now. Hang on one moment. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. She led an amazing life. You say she was an amazing woman, whether you agreed or not, she was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. I'm actually sad to hear that. I am sad to hear that. Thank you very much. No, I, so I saw one of some journalist, and it doesn't even matter who the hell it was, some blue check mark, uh, mm-hmm. was up there the evening she died, which is what, two days ago. And, uh, he, so he's doing this rally. I think he was in North Carolina or something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this journalist says he didn't even mention her. He didn't know. He didn't know. It was actually in, in, in Minnesota. And, okay. Um, yeah. And he, um, but yeah, he, he didn't know. He just found out as he was going back to his um, plane. And then he said he didn't know. And what did he say? I didn't see him click his heels, jump up and down and say, oh, goody, now I get to, you know, now I get to, you know, appoint who I want to. He looked and he dearly looked like he was sad about it. And she yeah. has done a lot from the, for this country. And you and I both know, and you and I both know, if he had known about it, he would have said so at the Raleigh because he said it at the next one. And, you know, mm-hmm. he, I know, um, I know, but everything yeah. is skewed. And, you know, let's when his brother dies, let's throw him under the bus and not grieve with him and just blow it up on Twitter. But, you know, he he had every opportunity to do the same thing. And he didn't. He recognized her her contributions. And it's just, you know, just infuriates me to no end. You know, I also, you know, found an article about leftist attack couple who had Supreme Court justice officiate their August wedding. So the left is actually upset because somebody had the judge officiate their wedding last month. And yes, she was dying of pancreatic cancer, but she was also seen officiating the wedding without a mask. So there are they are actually harassing this couple and saying that they are, they are the reason that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. <laughs> because oh my God. I know. And that actually got an article written up 
<laughs> because people are actually seriously taking that to heart that they're blaming them for her death. And I'm just like, really? I mean, when, when can you just accept that shit happens? You know, why do you have to think that every there's, if you're unhappy, there has to be someone, you know, somebody's fault. And, you know, it was kind of funny that girl screaming that you played earlier. I saw a meme and I have to share and it, it wasn't on her, but it was just like, how they they were and you probably saw this too but how protesters will just scream in the faces of people and they said this is what the anti-bullying campaign has done to our children they they have learned that you can just scream in other people's faces and there aren't going you know nobody's going to do anything about it you know? <laughs> <laughs> if they were kids and they actually screamed in someone's face and that was before all that they would get you know, they would get smacked. (laughs) We we come from the generation of you get punched in the face if you act like that. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I don't scream. I mean, I have seen these protesters scream, right? And and scream, you're triggering me. Like, okay, they're triggering you. So they have to stop whatever they're doing because it's a trigger. That makes no bloody hell sense, especially since they aren't touching you, you know, aren't, you know, insulting you. They're just saying something that doesn't agree with your thinking, you know, and, you know, I could go on and on again, but it just, it really, this whole thing has really made me sad. Um, and then there was a lot of talk about this Biden rule. And um, let's see if I can find it here. I think I sent it. Now, while you look for that, I'm going yeah. to make a commentary about the uh, right, because we do have extreme right, just as much as we have extreme Left And what I'm looking at and hearing all across Twitter is, you know, um, you know, they're talking about how Ruth has the blood of, you know, a bunch of unborn babies on her hands. And I think that's just, you know, ridiculous. Um, I don't think because I could be wrong, but I don't think whoever they put in next, they're not going to take away the abortion (laughs) laws they might amend them and and, or whatever they got to do but i don't think they're gonna you know take that away um you know my stance on it doesn't really matter in this point i'm very personal about that one because that's a that's a tricky subject but um you know i i kind of think that they um the right tends to be a little bit i don't know that's just my opinion (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I found it about the, um, it's actually called the Joe Biden rule. And so it, this is someone's post and I'm not sure exactly who wrote it. it. There was no credit given to them, but it says, just so we're all clear here, the constitution gives the president absolute power to nominate and by and with the advice and consent of the Senate, appoint judges of the Supreme Court, regardless of when the next election is. And that is true. Um, I have some other articles naming stats of Supreme Court justices nominated in presidential election years, and there's quite a few. Um, It also says, but Merrick Garland, if you do not know who Merrick Garland is, it was a justice, uh, Supreme Court justice that was nominated in Obama's last term, in his last year of his last term. Um, this guy is saying, or this woman, I don't know who wrote it, it's not an actual valid argument. The Constitution gives the Senate the authority to advise and consent. It did not consent to Garland's nomination, so Garland did not get a vote. 
The Senate back then followed the so-called Biden rule. So this is again back in 2016. And this was named, ironically enough, for Joe Biden, who in 1992 said that when a vacancy arises in an election year and the White House and Senate are controlled by different parties, then the vacancy should not be filled until after the election so the people essentially have the final say. So at that time, the Senate was led by a Republican. There was a it was Republican led. There was a Democrat in office as president. So they followed the Biden rule, which was they and they had the power to do that. They did not appoint Merrick Garland and the time ran out and then um, someone else got appointed after Obama left office. So. um in this case, the Republicans control both the presidency and the Senate. So the Biden rule doesn't apply as it did when Antonin Scalia died in 2016. There is no valid argument, constitutional, legal, moral, or otherwise for not filling the Supreme Court vacancy immediately. Whether it is politically wise is open to debate, but it is absolutely lawful and proper to do so. And I thought that really succinctly said everything that everyone is up in arms and screaming about. It's his right as president. You may not like him as president. He might not even be your president. I'm still, you're still saying that. However, he has every right to do that and should under, that's what his job is as president. I'm sorry, but if you're an American and you're living in this country, he's your president. Yes. Whether you like him or not. And if you don't like it, then, you know, move. I mean, go to Sweden or something. (laughs) Right. And, you know, we're going to include these articles, but you can Google why the Biden rule doesn't work in this case. But it's it's basically because the Senate and the president are of the same party. It's was invented when they were of opposite parties. And it basically it's in the Senate's hands. They're wanting to wait to see if there's a Republican president to come in, you know, or a Democratic president, depending on who the Senate is led at that time. But there has been so many um, justices. I'm trying to find the stat, but I believe that it's like 25 justices have been in the history appointed during um, presidential elections. So it isn't the norm. And I'm sorry, when you say that it was Ruth, you know, Bader Ginsburg's dying wish to not have, you know, to block this. Okay, but I'm seeing that argument. Well, he needs to honor her dying wish. You know, what if it was her dying wish that we become a socialistic country? Is that (laughs) even true? And even so, is that even true? You know, did she really say that? You know what I mean? I don't know. Supposedly to one of her relatives, and I can't remember who. That's, I know, I know. Where, you know, do we have it on tape, you know? But even if it was her dying wish, well, of course she's going to say that, right? I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, you know... What if it was her dying wish that Trump remain in office? I, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad that's her dying wish, but she doesn't get everything that she wishes for on her deathbed, you know, yeah. and you know, not that she would ever wish that about Trump, but you know what I'm saying? It, right. It's like, then, then that can't be stop because she passed away, you know. Right. I hope, you know, rest in peace and, and respect and all of that. But no, she can't. Seriously respect. Yeah, the country can't just respect her. stop and, and and cease to function because she passed away and that was her last dying wish. But, you know, as usual, the left tends to, um, they don't always think logistically about things. Um, you know, they're, they're very emotional 
about mm-hmm. their, the responses are always very emotional and doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, no, leave emotion out of the equation, people. It, it, that's why it's so exhausting to debate yeah. any of them. They just, you know, yeah. it, it eventually gets to the point where, we, where you're stupid or basically now, nowadays, yeah. it's, well, <laughs> or you're, you're a racist or, or you're racist or you're this because, or you're that. Yeah. Right. Because we don't see how you're seeing. And it's just like, well, that's, that's a convenient cop out for an argument. Um, I'm also looking here that Hillary Clinton said Democrats must employ every possible obstacle to stop McConnell from replacing Ginsburg. So I don't know <laughs> what that means. <laughs> uh, well, she's, you know, that woman's under still under scrutiny and investigations. You know, we may not hear a lot about it, but I think there's a lot happening behind the scenes. Right. So oh, of course she's going to say something like that, you know. Yeah, I, I and every procedural obstacle has to be thrown in the way of this power drive by McConnell. So I saw a post already that, you know, does anyone want to take bets on what the Democrats come up against um, with the new nominee that Trump puts out there? You know, they're probably going to be, you know, they probably watch cuties in their underwear or something like that. You know, I can just see the the next scandal that flies over, yeah. it, you know, and I'm just like, oh, my God, why can't you just – play fair why can't you play with us on on logic instead of you know oh my god this can't happen this is just the worst thing in the world i mean is it is it really i mean it it hasn't even happened yet we don't even know who's who he's going to pick and you're already having a conniption fit i mean mm-hmm. it's just right. oh ronnie i'm just so upset <laughs> well to be fair, I mean, I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg did a, a, a wonderful service for women and, and gender equality and uh, LBGDQ and, and, and the abortion thing was definitely, you know, um, controversial. But, um, you know, were all her policies something that I agreed with? Not necessarily, but I think she did a good service social uh, on the social issue front. You know, we do this country is about checks and balances and um so when things go too left, it makes me nervous. And when things go too right, it makes me nervous. I like mm-hmm. to be in the comfortable center of everything. Right. Um, but that being said, yeah, I, I think in some senses she was a little radical. And I think this supposed, you know, deathbed, deathbed wish is, uh, is very, you know, radical. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, there's also an article here from uh, the Federalist saying that three Supreme Court justices were confirmed in less than 45 days because, as we know, the election's coming up really soon, and that included Ginsburg. So she was one of the ones that actually got, um, you know, pushed through. Mm-hmm. So it it does happen. I can't seem to fi- find my stat about how many. It was just a really excellent article. Maybe it is this Wall Street one that I'm trying to – uh, I'll post these all on our board, and if you have the paywalls, you can see them. But, um, yeah, it talks about how many justices were actually elected um, or appointed during this time, and it was quite a few in during election year. So this isn't highly unusual or such the horrible thing that they're trying to paint it. And I guess that's my other frustration as you're making a mountain out of a molehill. Get over yourself. You know, take a chill pill, woman and screaming in car and, you know, yeah. yeah. But again, but again, uh, I think, you know, there's a lot going on and we've been saying that the whole time we've been 
recording our, our broadcast, but mm -hmm. there's a lot going on and uh, the left is panicking. They're panicking and they're panicking not just because they're going to lose the election. I'm pretty certain they will. Um, but I also think there's a lot at stake here for them um, in terms of a lot of the corruption that's been going on. Uh, we spoke before about, you know, Trump's cleaning house. Um, so anything that comes up just like this Supreme Court justice ordeal, they're going to try to fight it every step of the way. And if you've noticed everything that's happened, they, they're trying to throw obstacles in Trump's way <clears throat> over and over again because they're trying to save their own asses. Let's just let's just put it that way. You know? Yes. Um, Yes, they are. And they could very well get voted out. You know, they they could get voted out of office, the majority in the House. It, it is possible. Um, I don't know how plausible it is, but it could happen. And um, they're worried. They're all worried. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Supreme Court vacancies during election year since the year 1900. There's actually been... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine since 1900. So um, it's only going back a little over 100 years. Um, and in 2016, it did not go through. It was the only one that didn't go through because of the Biden rule. Um, but pretty much all the other ones went through. So that leaves one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Uh, okay. There were 10. One didn't go through. Nine either went through or didn't go through and um, eight of the nine went through and one of the nine did not, it they were not confirmed. And that was back in 1968 with president Johnson. So pretty much they've all, you know, this has happened before it could happen again and probably will. And it's not really going outside of what we've done historically. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, Merrick Garland was an exception, but once again, that was a different situation. The Senate was different. Um, it was led differently than who was in office as president. So, you know, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I just, you know, hopefully, you know, well, no matter what happens, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a huge thing. Right, Ronnie. I mean, I. I mean, either way, yeah. 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 And honestly, I just, I'm, I just can't help but think that this is just another, um, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's just another um, extreme example of everything that's been happening this year. Uh, just everyone, you know, very angry and um, taking this way too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's just another example of that. And but it, but I, again, I, I was I was trying to lead, also lead up to the point that you know um, this is probably what's going on right now. Uh, this whole entire year, election year, this is the closest we've come to civil war since the eighteen fifties and sixties. Um, you know, the, the last civil war, and. Uh, it's kind of a scary time right now, I think, you know? Um, yeah. Ooh, I just, I just, just saw this. It's a quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg in September 7th, 2016 in the Washington Post. And she is seen saying senators refusing to vote on President Obama's nominee to the Supreme Court should recognize that a president is elected for four years, not three. 
So really, this is all about partisanship. That's all this is about. And it's it's just going to the point of ridiculous because she said that and yet her dying wish is that they hold off on her being, you know, replaced until, you know, the new president goes into office, if that even happens. And we we just don't know at this point. Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't see how the left has any leg to stand on other than they just want to be whiny babies and complain about something else. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so dark today, but it's kind of where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It has really disturbed my spirit, this one. And why, you know, I mean, we, we cover a lot darker stuff, but I think it's because it is such a frivolous thing to get upset about. I mean, it's not frivolous. Yes. Things could get reversed, all of that, but oh my God, you know, they're just, hmm, just focus on supporting your candidate and building him up. I don't see you telling me how wonderful he is. I haven't seen a single one tell me how wonderful he is. I've seen ones tell me they're voting for him, but they haven't said why. You know, I think that would be a better use of your time, you know, instead of crying over spilt milk and things that you can't do anything about and blaming people for her death because you're not happy with the outcome. That makes no sense. (laughs) Reuters just published 13 minutes ago, uh, majority of Americans, including many Republicans say, wait for the election to replace uh, Ginsburg. And there's some poll. I'm like, oh, come on. (laughs) I don't think that um, majority of Americans are thinking that at all. That's bullshit. I don't believe that for a moment. No, I agree. All right. So is that all you have, Ronnie? That's all I have. Um, yeah, I wanted to also bring up that we are now on pilled.net. It's a new uh, uncensored platform that, that, yeah, that you can join. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I learned that on um, another podcast that I watch on YouTube and they are promoting that. And I was like, oh, cool. So I went and checked it out. Uh, so, yeah, look for us, uh, the fringe following on pilled.net. Also, we're on Twitter. So you can follow us there at Following Fringe. And I will be on Parlor this week, and I will uh, get a new account going there. Great. Awesome, Ronnie. Thank you so much. Sure. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your comments and your ratings. And if you haven't rated us yet or given us a comment, please do. We appreciate hearing from you. We, we want to know people out there listening um, subscribe if you get a chance. It helps our our ratings as well on iTunes and Spotify and other podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.